What is up, everybody? I'm Captain Spandex. Welcome to my Bare Bones podcast. Uh, I'm also on YouTube and Twitch, where I upload stuff every day. Uh, I podcast less because this is something new I'm doing and just trying it out. Um, yeah, definitely check me out on YouTube for uh, game reviews, let's plays, and all that stuff. Where uh, you know new stuff every day. But we're going to talk today about the Sony PS5 event uh, that happened. Uh, what was it last week? I did a whole video on this, but I figured I would share it on podcast format as well because uh, it was a big event. It was uh, since E3 is canceled this year for obvious reasons. We get these sort of live stream events from all of the publishers and developers. We saw Microsoft's recently or fairly recently, uh, which I also did a video about. And uh, <clears throat> that one was a little rough. That one was a little rough. This one was pretty solid. I got to say, we're going to go through each game that they showed real quick. Just my opinions of it personal and my opinions of of how it did for the uh, the event, the purpose of the event, which was to sell consoles. So let's dive into it. Sony PS5 event. Um, and, well, they started with some PS symbols in between every game showing. They showed this sort of like uh, quick video footage of the PS symbols. I don't know why, in case you were forgetting what you were watching. Um, I kind of think maybe it was like a palate cleanser. It's like, okay, give people a break to process what they just witnessed. I think that was the point of it. <clears throat> Not quite sure. Uh, but anyway, the show started off inexplicably with showing GTA 5. Uh, <clears throat> this was a really weak showing, I got to say. Uh, you know, nothing much new here. It's a 2013 game. Uh, it's coming to 2021. The PS5 owners uh, will get GTA Online for free, which is kind of cool, I guess. They're also giving away a bunch of, uh, you know, whatever they call it, online money bucks in the online uh, community. So they're doing that. <clears throat> I don't know. GTA is obviously a massive meal ticket for Rockstar and everybody else involved, but it is not a system seller. And that's the point of this event. The point of this event is to build brand loyalty for Sony to sell games. But ultimately, you can't sell games until you sell a system. So that's the goal of this event to sell the system <clears throat> and uh i don't think gta 5 is going to move any systems because you know if you haven't played that game by now <clears throat> you could still play it and why are you going to buy a ps5 for it uh anyway so that was a weird bad opening frankly a good event but a bad opening okay then they showed spider-man miles morales little bit of confusing messaging here. At first, they said it was just basically expanded content, but the next day, it says more like Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is sort of a smaller standalone side story. Uh, <clears throat> it looks exciting. You know, more Spider-Man. I'm all for it. You know, I don't know how big the content's going to be. That, that's kind of a key thing here. But Insomniac's on fire right now. And uh, the Spider-Man game, even though I'm kind of burned out on superhero stuff, was really good really good <clears throat> and uh, i will certainly play this one excited uh it's definitely gonna i think i think that was one of the big ones to show actually one of the highlights of the night even though it's not a huge game it seems <clears throat> but it does build the uh it builds a foundation though we're gonna you know miles morales is gonna be the spider-man so the next big spider-man game spider-man 2 you know is gonna have miles morales so exciting for sure uh fairly hyped that one's coming out holiday twenty. 20 obviously a sony exclusive especially now that they bought insomniac uh i mean insomniac's always kind of been bffs with sony but now it's official sony put a ring on it <clears throat> all right then we got gameplay for gran turismo 7 
this is cool i you know i've never been huge on racing sims or racing genre in general though i do play all genres of games um but i you know i gotta say i gotta say that the gran turismo uh, 7 I, i've always liked the gran turismo series is what it comes down to and we haven't seen a numbered entry in quite a while i think since 2013 just like gta 5 there was an offshoot uh, like a smaller experience a few years ago. I didn't play, but uh, I- I'm kind of excited about that. I haven't played a Gran Turismo game in a long time, and I think I'm due. <clears throat> now, granted, I might be terrible at it because those games are tough. It takes a while to sort of get how you can drift and play. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm kind of excited. And uh, I think that was a pretty big one for the event, actually, because Microsoft has been dominating the racing market as of uh, late for a while. Uh, and um, Sony needs to uh, compete in the racing uh, uh, arena. So that's a good one. <clears throat> that uh, obviously is a Sony exclusive. Polyphony, I think it was the studio that develops it. I don't believe they gave a release date on that. But, uh, you know, it'll probably take 10 years. Those games take forever. All right. Next up, we have what I consider to be the highlight of the night. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Another Insomniac sony exclusive i've actually never played a ratchet game you know i try to play everything but obviously that's impossible and uh never played a ratchet game but i gotta tell you this one to me really showed the power of next gen uh you know it's kind of interesting because normally when you show the power of next gen it goes from more of a photorealistic style or very highly detailed textures but ratchet and clank it may be harder for casual viewers to see uh how more improved it is with next gen but if you really look closely at that trailer you can see all the reflections the little details the particle effects and one of the key things is a big selling point for next gen is less to no loading times as well as frame rate uh, faster frame rate and the whole mechanic where you can swap worlds it seems in this new ratchet and clank game with no loads that also is a big way to show the next-gen difference because not having those loads, you know, that's a pretty big deal. And it was a very frenetic demo, a very snappy demo, uh, <clears throat> a lot going on there, a lot going on there. I think that was the highlight of the night. Uh, not necessarily for me personally, but it is up there. <clears throat> but I think that one did what the goal of the event is to do, which is show the power of next-gen you know explain to viewers why you need the ps5 uh and uh this game did it best of the show i'm gonna say uh there is no release date on that but still ratchet and clank rift apart that is one to keep an eye out for insomniac is red hot right now and um they obviously now that they with with sony officially they're going to be working closely with them early on on this next-gen hardware so they're going to have a really good insight on how to utilize this hardware to get the most out of it and uh that's going to be a big one all right <clears throat> next up a little less exciting for sure is project athea or athea i don't know um <clears throat> excuse me this is uh yeah this is square enix it is made by the final fantasy 15 team it's for the pc and playstation 5 very little is shown here looks like third person action adventure rpg perhaps this one's probably a long way out uh i don't think they had a release date and the fact that it's called project athia that's kind of a 
it feels like a working code name title and it's square enix so i think we're gonna we're a while from this one we know very little eh, who knows it's tough to say uh but you know it looked all right it wasn't bad you know okay let's move over to stray again very little shown here and this is why by the way i want to make a quick tangent a lot of clickbait YouTubers are putting, you know, epic win for Sony and RIP for uh, Microsoft and press F for Xbox. It's not that. Okay. This event was very, was good. Maybe even very good, <clears throat> but it was not an epic win. Okay. I've seen a lot of E3s, a lot of been around a while following this stuff. Very good event, not an epic win. And one of the reasons among others is that we didn't see a lot of, of gameplay we didn't get a feel for a lot of the games and what they are and how they'll play um <clears throat> you know so all right that's a tangent but anyway let's talk about stray again very little shown here it appears you play as a cat possibly a mess as a messenger you have a little backpack on it uh what i really liked is the futuristic cyberpunk-esque world building they had here you got these weird robots with these sort of uh, emote faces going on um we really know nothing about it. I think that's, yeah, it's Annapurna Interactive, who had another game they showed here. That's a solid publisher. 2021 release. And uh, yeah, again, we know nothing really. But I don't know. I really like the world building you have here. So I'm quite intrigued with Stray. I think uh, I think that one could be one to watch out for. It's not going to be a blockbuster. That could be a cute little indie title. Okay, speaking of sci-fi, which, by the way, this event had a lot of cats and a lot of sci-fi, <clears throat> uh, and also sweaty jocks. But anyway, they then showed Returnal. Uh, it's called Returnal. It appears to, appears to be a third-person action game by Housemark or House Marquee, makers of the very good shmup, or shoot 'em up Rezogun. It looks like there's a mechanic of sort of a, a looping mechanic, where when you die, you loop back, and maybe there's some procedural generation maybe some bullet hell stuff, which would make sense for the developer. Um, it looks ambitious for the indie developer. Uh, I think they said that it's the most ambitious game ever, which could just be marketing speak. That happens a lot, but <clears throat> it looks to be the case. Uh, there's no release date. So that is Returnal. Sci-fi third-person action game with sort of a potential, like, because <clears throat> it keeps showing your character dying and getting resurrected. <clears throat> so... That's going to be a mechanic in there. That might be cool. Uh, what do we have? We have Media Molecule, who's up next. They, of course, are the makers of Dreams. You should check out my Let's Plays and streams of that. It's very good. It's basically people making games. It's, it's an engine. Uh, and they made Little Big, Big Planet as well. So this game they're showing is called Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Uh, it looks like Little Big Planet. But the fact that they're not calling it Little Big Planet 4 could be either a really good thing or a really bad thing. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is going to be a bite-sized experience or it's going to stray very much from the formula. It looked it looked like Super Mario 3D World kind of uh, in its sort of presentation, you know, a 3D platformer um, or like a 2.5D almost where the camera is zoomed out. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm a sucker for platformers. They never get old. I really enjoyed a little Big Planet games. Media Molecule is very talented. Yeah, it looks all right. Also has a four-player option. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's a. Uh, I think that was a, a good one to show actually, because, uh, you know, the sort of charming, kid-friendly, 
game platformer. <clears throat> Nintendo has kind of dominated that market. Uh, so, you know, you, you want to draw some of that in there. You don't want all serious doom and gloom. Uh, shooter man hero stuff. You, you know, think of the children. Think of the children. Uh, no release date on that one. <clears throat> but I don't think that one's going to be super far out. Maybe early 2021 if I were to speculate. All right. Uh, next game. That is one that people don't know what to make of. And I'm not sure I do either. It's called Destruction all-stars it appears to be a vehicle arena action game uh where you drive around i think it's like a destruction derby type type situation uh you can actually lose your vehicle but then still run around so that's an interesting mechanic um you know i've heard a lot of negativity towards it but i'm actually kind of hyped for this it looks like a zany colorful kind of old school destruction derby type game you know that used to be a thing back in the day i think there was literally a game called destruction derby on playstation if memory serves and I think that could be fun. Take sort of the idea of like Rocket League, but make it more sort of destruction derby. I I think this could be fun. <clears throat> I think this could be fun. Um almost almost a twisted metal thing going on there. Almost. But doesn't look like you have guns. I don't know. I could be wrong. Anyway, that one is a 2021 exclusive, it says. So looks kind of cute. Destruction All Stars could be some. Stupid fun there. All right, continuing the cuteness, we have Kina Bridge of Spirits. This is a uh, almost looks like the art style is like a studio Studio Ghibli or Ghibli type thing. Uh, which, um, which by the way, they've pronounced that both ways themselves. That company, so it is well, it looks like a third person action adventure game kind of that has almost it almost has like a pikmin feel to it you have these little like cute little creatures who you're kind of collecting and it looks like when you clear out an area the sort of area becomes lush with grass and and uh fauna and stuff or flora <clears throat> um yeah it looks kind of cool that's holiday 2020 which is interesting because for as little as we've seen that's a pretty early release date um so hopefully we're gonna, i'm sure we're gonna get to see more as these events dole out because you know e3 one of the things i love about e3 is you get everything at once pretty much you know you get this big dump of new games uh but now in this new world that we live in we're kind of getting trickled out stuff so this was our first look as far as i know of kena bridge of spirits never heard about it before i don't think they showed anything about it before and it's holiday 2020 so we definitely need to know more but <clears throat> It looks charming. A little third-person action-adventure game, perhaps. <laughs> All right. What do we have here? Okay, yeah. Um, you know, this next one seems to be the worst-in-show consensus, at least what I'm hearing anecdotally. Uh, I, I'm actually pretty intrigued, though. It's called... Um, oh, I didn't write it down. Goodbye, Volcano High. I hate the name. I keep forgetting it. And, of course, I didn't write this. The one note I didn't take uh, in terms of the name. Is this one? I think it's Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, it looks like they're mixing 90210 with like Gem and the Holograms and like anthropomorphic lizard people. It certainly seems like a narrative driven game, which I'm not super huge on. You know, it depends on the game. Oxen Free was good. Uh, but I don't know. The beautiful art and you know, it looks like they're going for like sort of a heartfelt story. I, I'm kind of intrigued by this one. <clears throat> That is 2021 for PC and PlayStation. Um, 
I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Goodbye, Volcano High. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of uh, negativity toward it. I'm kind of curious. So, okay. Then let's go quickly. Odd World games. We should have new Odd World. Never really got into those, but I see the appeal. It's like a two and a half D puzzle platformer game. These these are. Uh, this new one is called Odd World Soulstorm. It will release for PC and PlayStation sometime. They say in 2020. In terms of the event, I don't think it did much for the event. Really, uh, certainly Odd World games have their fans. Lauren Lanning is very talented. I don't know. It's not bad. <clears throat> they showed what appears to be gameplay snippets of it. Uh, eh, we'll see. I don't think it was that impressive of the show. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Now, okay, so the last few things we talked about, I don't think were super impressive to the show, but now we're going to move on to something that I do think, while not in the top tier of what this show needs to be, I think it, it, um, it was it was up there. It's called Ghostwire Tokyo. We've seen this one, I think, at the Bethesda E3 last year, uh, where that like cute um, Japanese girl was doing cute things and the internet lost their mind. I think that's the one. It's from Shinji Mikami. <clears throat> it is a timed exclusive. It appears to be sort of an action adventure game. Uh, they seem to switch. It looks like you're in first person. <clears throat> and um, I don't know if there's how much exploration is involved, but it's creepy Japanese horror with almost futuristic vibes going on. Um, there seems to be a mechanic where there are two worlds, the real and the other worldly. A lot of creepy stuff here. People are really excited for this game. I'm personally not really big on horror, not really big on Shinji Mikami games from what I played. I did kind of like, uh, I think he did Evil Within, right? So I, I kind of like that, but <clears throat> it's it looks interesting for me. But for the event, I think this was a good one. Even though it's only a uh, timed exclusive, I think this was a good one to show. Um, all right, let's see what we got here. <clears throat> We're zipping through them. Now, that, that was a good one. Not top tier, but good one. All right, continuing with sci-fi. It's pretty prominent in this event, sci-fi. Perhaps the most indicative of the sci-fi vibe was Jet the Far Sure, it is marketed as a um, space exploration game. Might be some horror and mystery vibes. There's some really interesting visuals going on here. Uh, <clears throat> sort of the music, the tone it was setting, has a very kind of old school, slow burn sci-fi feel to it. At least what we've seen, which was very little once again. And by the way, this comes out holiday 2020. So we have seen very little again, even though this game is ostensibly right around the corner um it's for playstation and pc i don't know i really like the sort of interesting visuals and that's that's the theme of this event really There's a lot of interesting visuals a lot of interesting world building almost <clears throat> very indie focused in many ways like but ambitious indie games uh so you know i think this one didn't really do much for the event but people are curious and so am i Next up, we're going to go to what I think might have been the worst in show, Sans GTA 5. It's uh, it's called Godfall. It's published by Gearbox, who are the makers of Borderlands, of course, and uh, Battleborn <clears throat> and others. Looks like an action RPG. It's described as a looter shooter, quote unquote. Uh, I don't know. It looked like a fairy, 
fairly generic power acquisition, high fantasy ac- action game. Like it did say it has drop in and drop out co-op. And they talked sort of about customization and the acquisition of loot and power and all that. I, I don't know. Some pe- I have heard some people <clears throat> who are excited about that. Godfall. I think it was one of the worst in shows personally. And I think for the show as well. Uh, and that one's for PlayStation and PC late 2020. All right. Now the second title by Annapurna Interactive comes up next. It's called Solar Ash. Uh, this one has, um, another interesting art style, indie feel, maybe a third person action game. One thing I will note about this that's important is it's being developed by Heart Machine. Heart Machine. Now, have you guys ever played Hyper Light Drifter? If not, go play it. Um, especially if you like sort of Zelda-esque, uh, action RPGs where you have the sort of zoomed out camera, uh, it's called Hyperlight Drifter. Amazing art style, awesome animation. It sort of looks, and I don't hear anybody saying this, but I think it looks like Children of Morta a little, a little bit, which you should totally play. By the way, Children of Morta, that's like a like a roguelike Diablo type game. It is fantastic, and it would have made not to go off on a tangent. My top ten list uh, of 2019. Had I played it in 2019 um it's called children of morta go play that that would have been shoot probably like number five on my list uh you can see on my youtube list top 10 games of 2019 anyway solar ashes this one's called it's by heart machine releases 2021 for playstation and pc at least from the research i did i tried to look up everything to get a little more information on this stuff but (sighs) details are scant my friends details are scant all right Death awaits in January 2021. That's the tagline for Hitman 3. Yep, they're making another Hitman game to no one's surprise, I think. Uh, people are... It has its dedicated fan base to Hitman games. I It's not really my type of game. The sort of stealth, repetition, you know, let's do another run. But it has its fans, and I think it was, it was good for the show. You know, it's obviously not going to be an exclusive. Uh, Hitman Games. Who's that? IO Interactive, I think they're called. IO Entertainment. But uh, yeah, Hitman 3. It, it's it's good for the show. It's not amazing. Eh, it'll serve its purpose. All right. Up next, we got um, all right. All aboard the cuteness train Astro's Playroom. That is a 3D platformer follow up to Astrobot, which was a uh, which is still a PS4 and VR game. <clears throat> um, You know, Astrobot, I've heard a lot of praise for. Uh, it's one of those few VR games that have sort of stuck out amongst a sea of mediocre VR games. And this is the follow-up to it. Um, now, I did some research, and it says uh, that Astro's Playroom comes loaded to every PS5 automatically, which is interesting. <clears throat> and it's a 2020 release. I don't. I mean, if it, if it comes bundled with it, that's, that can help sell systems. Cute little charming platformer is basically what it is. <clears throat> I don't know if I mentioned that. Astro's Playroom. Yeah, little cute uh, platformer, just like uh, Sackboy. So you got your cuteness again. A lot of cuteness, a lot of sci-fi in this event. All right. <clears throat> Next up, 
we move on to a curious little title. Again, another what looks like to be indie title called Little Devil Inside. It is a kickstarted stylish survival RPG that has a weird like bifurcated thing going on where one minute you're slaying dragons and the other, I don't know if you play as the old, it showed footage of an old man going through sort of humdrum life. My f- initial impressions were that um, that old man is you. <clears throat> and maybe you're recounting the tales of your adventures as a young man. Uh, but somebody said that at the one point in the trailer, the kid and the old man were in the same scene. I didn't, I didn't catch that. And I need to go over and watch it again. So maybe it's a situation where you're sort of, I don't know, like he's like a friend of yours or a butler or your father. I don't know. So I guess you're not the old man. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, it looks ambitious. I can't tell. Like they said survival. So I'm a little worried about that, having survival aspects. Um, it has this sort of playful vibe, but also serious uh, a little, little quirky, little devil inside. I don't know what to make of it, honestly. I don't, is it open world? <clears throat> Are they going for like a Breath of the Wild thing? You're fighting some really cool bosses in it. They show exploring different biomes, but I don't know if those are sort of independent, separate little areas, you know, like a, uh, a Mass Effect, say, or if it's going for open world. We don't know. It definitely looks indie. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no release, and it's not exclusive. Little Devil Inside. Okay, <clears throat> moving on to the most important part of the show. I say sarcastically on my podcast, we have the obligatory profusely sweating hoop shooter NBA 2K21, which showed almost nothing. It showed an athlete talking, Zion Williamson or something. I don't know sports. I do play sports games sometimes, though, video games. They're fun, underrated. Um, Yeah. Uh, there's some kind of like weird fetish when it comes to like showing these like NBA games in particular and like focusing on the sweat and the sweat glands. Uh, is that why people is does it, does that get people hyped? I uh, I don't know. <clears throat> is it, but anyway, they didn't show much. 2K series not going to do really anything for the event. I don't think. Just get some sports people remind them that hey sony has sports games just but it's not exclusive obviously okay didn't do much for the event in my opinion uh, little devil inside the one prior to that by the way i think i think was okay for the event i think that's got a lot of curiosity peak they showed a lot of footage it was a good trailer uh all right now enough of these sweat oh we're not there yet. okay before that we go to sentient strawberries we go from sweaty jocks to sentient strawberries it's called bug snacks it's from the makers who made Octodad, a fun little indie game. Yeah, I liked it. This one's interesting. Yeah, uh, it says it's first person. Actually, they didn't really show any gameplay, but it's uh, the whole mechanic is you are what you eat, literally. So it starts off he eats like a strawberry, a sentient strawberry, by the way, which is kind of weird. And then like strawberry, he like I think his like arm or hand appeared like a strawberry. I don't know. The one guy had weenie hands. It was silly. Uh, there was like a like a a caterpillar type creature, but he was made of sandwiches, like like sub sub submarine sandwiches. I don't know. I've actually heard a few outlets praising this as being like <clears throat> really a big show. 
I don't know. I don't know if that did much for the event. It wasn't bad, but eh, holiday 2020. Anyway, on PlayStation and the Epic Game Store. Bug snacks thing. Okay. Enough of these sweaty jocks and sentient strawberries. Now we're going to talk about my personal most hyped game. Demons Souls. I am a massive Souls fan. It's probably my favorite series right now. <clears throat> um, but, but, never played the PS3 exclusive Demon's Souls. It's only on PS3. And one of the reasons is because I got into the series a little late. I started, I, I think I rented Dark Souls 1 from Gamefly <clears throat> right around the time Dark Souls 2 came out. And uh, I did it because Dark Souls 2 was coming out. The reviews were stellar. I've always kind of heard about this series. I have like just like a couple of friends who like swear by it. And like, I always feel like there's sort of this masochist thing going on with this game where people always talk about the difficulty, right? Um, so I don't know. I kind of put it off, but I finally played it. It took me a while, but I eventually got hooked on it. Now and then, I uh, ultimately have one hundred percent, pretty much one hundred percent, in all the Souls games, including Neo One and Neo Two. The one reason I didn't go back and play Demon Souls is because uh, I've kind of like been waiting and hoping in vain that they would actually do a remaster or remake. And there was certainly no guarantee. It was one of those things like it might happen, but a lot of people were telling me, "Yeah, probably not," because there's all kind of complications with this game when in, term, in terms of the publisher and the developer. Um, so, but it happened and I'm so glad because I've been putting this off and wanting to play it so bad. A lot of souls fans say that it's their favorite souls games. And a lot of them say, no, nah, it's rough around the edges. No way. So I'm, I'm really curious about this one. <clears throat> uh, big concern is that it's not from what I hear and I'm trying to stay blind on this from when I let's play and stream it, but it's not like an interconnected world, like dark souls one, three bloodborne even two to many aspects it's more like more like neo from what i hear is that it's like areas like one 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 two type thing i don't know if i like that i like I, I like it in neo <clears throat> i don't know if i like it in souls but i but you know seeing this like i i think it looks great and some people have expressed concern over the sort of newish art style uh, and the fact that From Software is not part of this it's from Blue Point Games who do the Shadow of the uh, Colossus remaster and they said they're doing it from the ground up. I don't know what that means. Uh, because you can't, they're not going to change the core mechanics of it, right? So we're just going to wait to see. I thought the art style looked good. There's like side by side shots of the old and new. Uh, I think it looks really good personally. And I'm really curious what they do with this. You know, I wouldn't mind them taking some chances. Obviously, stick to the core, but maybe take some chances. There's also talk of like a, there's like a an area that got either depends on who you talk to either got cut out or was um just never put in there but the sort of lost area in demon souls that never made it in or got stripped out there's talk of that being put back in i would love that but the only problem is again from software is not part of this so if blue point does it would they have to like you know do this area themselves and not have that core there that could be a problem but anyway Super excited about Demon Souls. Um, yeah, I don't want to say, and I gotta say, by the way, that I think this one was one of the biggest of the show. Now, maybe I'm being biased as a Souls fan, but 
I gotta tell you, the Souls franchise has really infiltrated the mainstream. It has been a rolling snowball down a massive mountain, and it has built up so much uh, steam that, like, even just like Bloodborne, Bloodborne was huge. I think I think that really broke through the threshold, and I think this one could be too. I really do. We'll see, but I think this one could break through. Uh, it is a Sony exclusive, I assume. There's no release date. This one could be big. Uh, like I said, Ratchet's the biggest, and we'll go over at the end of this what I the order of what I think everything was, but <clears throat> Demon Souls is up there. All right. Next up, speaking of sort of what seems to be like Returnal, where there's like this sort of roguelike death loop going on. Well, there's a game called Death Loop. It's from the makers of Dishonored, Arcane Studios. It looks interesting. Death Loop. Uh, the art's kind of reminiscent of Dishonored. The makers, <clears throat> same studio. Uh, I'd say a little more colorful and cartoony. It looks like you're using stealth and parkour. You are stuck in this time loop, which certainly hints at roguelike elements. And the big thing here is apparently there's a rival assassin. But it's unclear how that works. Uh, they did mention when I researched it that there's multiplayer when it comes to that. But is that only the way to have the assassin mechanic? Is it like Mr. X? Uh do you always compete and try to kill each other or are you trying to kill your target faster? Can you team up? A lot of questions here for this one. I think it it was it was a good one for the show. It was like medium <clears throat> medium for the show. You know, I'm curious. I don't I might play it. We'll see, but I think I think medium uh success for the show. And another thing to point out, it has sort of like almost like a grindhouse like Quentin Tarantino, like 70s thing going on in between the, the gameplay. Um, yeah, Deathloop. I wish I wish they just showed more gameplay to see like how this all works instead of having these quick cuts, <clears throat> these sharp cuts. But yep, Deathloop looks interesting. All right, next up, we're going to move over to Capcom, <clears throat> who is on fire lately. You got Monster Hunter World, Mega Man 11, the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes. They're killing it. Uh, and then they showed Resident Evil Village. I thought the showing was meh. But I, I've heard from uh, other uh, journalists and people that they actually are hyped about this one. They thought it was pretty good showing. I don't know. I guess maybe I have to defer to them because I'm actually not a big fan of the Resident Evil series or horror in general. However, that said, that Resident Evil 2 remake easily on my top 10 list i won't spoil it if you guys check it out on youtube where it is but wow that was so good that game um so yeah we'll see this is a direct sequel to resident evil 7 it says um it's called resident evil village and the sort of v-i-l-l -L represent the eight you know v-i-i-i -I -I. <clears throat> um still resident evil 8 i don't know <clears throat> when i when i saw that demo it ran pretty poorly it didn't show a lot, and it just looked like more Resident Evil, which I guess you can make that argument about Hitman. I guess I guess we'll put that at medium for, for what it needs to be for the show. It's not going to be exclusive. I don't think anybody believes that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> we'll see. 2021, that's coming out. This is, man, Capcom is just putting out games every single year. I, I, I'm a little worried that they're spreading themselves too thin, man. Resident Evil 3, I haven't played the remake yet because reviews have been uh, not great. Not great. 
I'm, I'm eventually going to play it because the Resident Evil 2 remake was amazing. Even for somebody who doesn't like Resident Evil that much, absolutely amazing. But maybe they're moving too quickly, Capcom. <clears throat> they're trying to capitalize too much. But anyway, we got two more games here, guys. So now, speaking of sci-fi and cats, which we've been seeing no shortage of for this event, we have, oh, well, there's no sentient strawberries with Sweatlands, though. Another exclusive Capcom game. It's called Pragmata. It releases 2022. We saw very little. This game is a far way out, obviously, at least 2022, minimum. It was a short cutscene, and um, there's not much to say here except that interesting. It had almost a Hideo Kojima vibe here. There was a lot of weird technology. You had like hologram cat and like hologram little girl who then apparently turned into a real little girl. <clears throat> you had this like dystopic city thing going on and then this giant sci-fi machine crashing down and the spaceman shoots this like web thing and weird stuff going on here weird technology that's what kind of has me curious the most is all this sort of sort of weird technology like like a Hideo Kojima game would be but it's not Hideo Kojima at least I would assume not um yeah I don't know I don't think I don't know that it did much for the show just kind of got people going huh that looks weird maybe people who like Hideo Kojima games will get Excited about it? I don't know. 2022, that's a long way out. All right, now we're going to cap off the show, guys, with, to no one's surprise, Horizon Forbidden West. This is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, a very popular game. You know, people love that one. Uh, and uh, that's from, uh, that's a PlayStation exclusive, of course. Uh, it's from the makers of uh, Killzone. I can't remember their name now, the developers, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, this was um, this was one of the big ones for the show. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I didn't really love Horizon Zero Dawn. I didn't play a ton of it, but it's kind of personal because I'm kind of burnt out on that formula. Open world action RPGs with just checklists of side quests and markers all over your map. And you're going from marker to marker, checking them off the list. Kind of burned out on that formula. I got to say, I've been burned out on it since about Fallout 4. And, uh, you know, unless it's something that's doing things differently, like Witcher 3 or especially Breath of the Wild, those games are amazing, especially Breath of the Wild. Unless it's doing something like that, I don't know how personally I excited, excited I am. I mean, it's cool. You got, I mean, you do got robot dinosaurs, you know, you got some interesting weapons in Horizon. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, for me personally, I don't know, but for... The general audience, this is a, a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. And I will say, I love the biomes that they showed and the interesting visuals they shown in Horizon Forbidden West. They did not focus much at all on the robot dinosaurs. They focused a lot on this weird stuff. Like It's like this like beachy coral environment. Uh, you know these weird sort of magical looking swirly images. I didn't play a lot of horizon. So maybe that was in zero dawn as well, but it, I, I liked, I liked the visual thing going on here. This is actually impressive. It's funny. Cause the first time I watched it, I was like, eh, and the second time I watched it, I'm like, this is actually pretty good. They show more than I thought. And 
I'm actually kind of impressed. So that's a big one. That's how they ended. That's to no one's surprise, unless they're going to bring out a huge announcement that nobody that nobody that they didn't talk about before, like a Bloodborne two or something. This is a no brainer. This is how you end your show, right? Uh, yeah, unless you're going to end it again with something that's like a big shock, a big shocking exclusive like a Bloodborne two, then this is how you end it. So at first, I was a little down on it in terms of what I think how it how it'll affect how well it did for the press conference. I think I'm, I think I'm coming around and, and I have to like separate myself from this because even though, because I follow this stuff real closely and I was not surprised that it was shown was not surprised that it ended with it. Uh, and personally, I'm not super huge on the horizon. I have to remember that it's still very popular and still a really impressive demo. And I think most people don't follow this stuff as closely, perhaps. And, you know, even though they may have thought it was coming to New Horizon, not knowing much about it. And people are excited. I think that's the case. I think this is probably, okay, recap, to, to zoom out, this is number two. I think this is number two of the show. You know, at first I was I was kind of putting it lower than that, maybe three or four, but I think this is number two of the show. I think number one's Ratchet and Clank. I could be wrong. Horizon could be number one, you know. But I think Ratchet and Clank is going to be number one there. I actually do. Um, again, maybe I'm too in the weeds here and not zooming out and realizing that, like, yes, this event is to sell next gen. But and the Horizon demo, it looked next gen, but I don't think it looked super next gen. I, I don't know. A lot of people are going to see it that way. I think they're going to say it looks really good and I want to play it. So it could be number one, but I'm going to put Ratchet number one. Again, this is not my personal. And the personal number one is Demon Souls. But in terms of the event, Ratchet, number one. Number two, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm going to put that number two now after thinking about it. And then number three, it's, you know, it's probably Spider-Man. And then number four, Demon Souls. But I keep going back and forth. There was a time when I thought Demon Souls number two, but I got to zoom out again. It's tough to say. I, I, I'm going to put number three. I'm going to put it as Spider-Man number four, Demon Souls. <clears throat> but I really am tempted to put Demon Souls higher on there. Because here's the thing. Demon Souls is almost certainly going to be exclusive to PS5, right? Okay. So you're trying to sell systems. Okay. Well, if you want to play Demon's Souls Remaster, if you're a Dark Souls fan... You got to get the PS5. If you play Demon Souls, well, you're, you're going to want to play this remake because it looks like a substantial remake. I think they're calling it a remake, not a remaster. You're going to want to play this. That, that you know, and if you never played it, you're absolutely going to want to play it. So right there, you have sort of a pretty substantial market that obviously doesn't guarantee you a system sale, but that's a, that's a system seller for most Dark Souls fans, I think. You know, yes, because you always had that PC crowd, too, who are going to play Dark Souls on PC. But guess what? Just like Bloodborne, you need the console. So you're going to tap into that market. And then I think you got a lot of people who maybe never played a Dark Souls and finally want to want to try it. Because, again, that momentum has been building, especially with Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne was a big proof of that. <clears throat> and um, I, I think... I think a lot of people who never play Dark Souls 
are going to want to play this. Now, I'm not saying that that alone is going to sell the system for them. If they never play a Dark Souls game, I don't think that's the game that's going to sell it. But I think in tandem with another game that they want to get, whatever it is, <clears throat> doesn't matter. This goes across all games. If you're somebody who the selling, the, the game that sells you is Horizon, but you think, oh man, Dark Souls, and then this one looks cool, I never played it. That could be a one-two punch. You know what I'm saying? So, sleeper hit. That's all I'm saying. Do what? Keep an eye out for Demon Souls, man, because I am telling you, I think that that one could surprise a lot of people, unless they botch it. They could totally botch the remaster or remake, whatever you want to call it. But if they do it like they did with Shadow of Colossus, same same company. This could be a sleeper. This one could uh, this one could move a lot of consoles or help or help in tandem with other games. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> that's where I rank them. Those are the top four. Uh, I mentioned some of that in the in the, in the middle area, which I would put at Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo is probably number five. Actually, I think I think we got to put that at number five. Uh, that's a strong five spot. <clears throat> could be even higher. And then after that, it gets kind of murky. You know, you got the sort of cute platformers like uh, Sackboy. That's going to be middle to middle high. Uh, oh, Gran Turismo 7, certainly. Certainly. Uh, in fact, that's probably number six. Uh, this is all just off the cuff, by the way. I wasn't really planning to rank them. Uh, yeah. Kena Bridge of Spirits is going to be somewhere in the middle. Cute art style. Uh... Destruction All-Stars could be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> but a lot of these games, again, the ones that I haven't mentioned in this list, in this sort of list I'm making on the spot, we don't know much about, like Returnal. I can't really place that in terms of what's going to sell systems. Uh, you know, so I think that's it. I think that's an episode. Um, yeah, let's see here. I took, took, did take some notes. Oh, how can I forget the look of the system? The look of the system. Okay, everybody's losing their minds over this thing. And my opinion is the look of the PlayStation 5 is okay. It's okay. I know it's not the clickbait you want to hear. It's okay. It's interesting. Everybody's saying it looks like a router. Yeah. I, to me, here's what it looks like. Here's what it looks like. It looks like if you're making a TV show and you're and you're set in the future, not too far in the future, but in the future, and the show's like eh, a little cheesy sci-fi, you may see that as in the background. It may not even be a console. It may just be a thing that you see in the background. <clears throat> Maybe it sprays essential oils or something. It looks... <sighs> Like cheesy sci-fi, but not over the top. <clears throat> like over the top would be the rumors of the PlayStation 5. I don't know if you guys saw that image that people were thinking was the PlayStation 5. Uh, it looked ridiculous. That's over the top cheesy sci-fi, you know, if it looked like that. What it looks like now is sort of right on the borderline. Like it looks kind of ridiculous. It looks like it's trying too hard to be futuristic. But at the same time, it's just grounded enough to be like okay it's kitschy i call i call it futuristic bric-a-brac 
that's that's kind of how I, I i i call it it's it's almost the exact exact opposite of series x series x is just this big refrigerator it's like here i am this is a console it looks like a freaking pc tower yeah it's 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 rigid uh and then uh the ps5 is more like very sleek and like look at me futuristic almost the way super nintendo and sega genesis look where super nintendo was very utilitarian very like blocky uh, in a good way, and the same, and like the Series X and and the Sega Genesis was more sleek, more like, hey, look at me, you know, I'm cool type of thing. So, it, yeah, I like it. I, overall, I like it. It's growing on me. The PlayStation Five look of it, especially the the one without the hard drive looks better. The one with the hard drive just looks like it's like tacked on there. So, yeah, the look of it, I'm okay with it. Again, I don't. Love it. I don't hate it. I think I, I like the look of both the systems. Honestly, I don't. I don't. I'd have to see it in person to determine which one I prefer of the PS5 or Series X. But yeah, I think they both look fine. I know it's not an exciting take on it, but they look okay. A little cheesy on the PS5, a little silly, but just just not quite silly enough to be like an eyesore. Um, but we'll see. And from what I've seen, it's actually bigger than it appears. It, it's not as slim and sleek as maybe the images portray it to be. So we'll see. The camera adds ten pounds. Maybe they they did made it. They made it lose ten pounds instead. Um, but that that's it. I think I think we covered everything. A very good event. It's not an epic win like clickbaiters want you to believe. Certainly a great event though. Certainly better than a Microsoft event. And I am not, for the record probably should have said this earlier i'm not a fanboy i know people are going to say it anyway i've owned all the microsoft and sony and nintendo systems the consoles anyway and i want competition i want microsoft to come back i love game pass uh i love that they're focusing on backwards compatibility unlike playstation which has been like hey you know we'll have some ps4 titles and maybe we'll have some more we'll see uh Xbox is like, no, everything from the first Xbox on, it's going to play. That's cool. You know, and I like their controller better, so I want them to compete. But right now, there's no doubt that Sony's winning this battle right now. Right now, <clears throat> they've they clearly won the Xbox One versus PS4 battle. I think, I think uh, you know, I think that's pretty clear. Uh, I own both systems, and yeah, uh, they won that one. So... The only thing I will say about Microsoft is they have potential. Here's the thing. They've been buying a lot of companies, a lot of developers, a lot of talented developers, right? Takes four years to make a game, you know, sometimes five, six, seven, ten. We, Microsoft is poised for long-term attack because they have a lot of companies they've been consuming. And those companies are working on games, exclusives. In four years, we're going to see that bear fruit, you know, four plus years. And we're going to see a deluge of games, in theory, quality games. These are quality developers. Um, And so, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think my prediction is Sony's going to win the first salvo, the opening salvo, clearly. I think unless Microsoft has some tricks up their sleeve, they're not big tricks. That's going to be the case. It's going to be interesting, though, in four or five years to see how the long-term battle shakes out when all those developers that Microsoft has been buying finally 
put out games that are exclusive. And so in four years, we're going to see. But right now, I do think Sony is poised for a better position in this next-gen battle. Uh, clearly, their event, I think, was better um, than the Microsoft one. But there's a lot more to show. A lot more to show. And you better believe that Microsoft watched this Sony event and was like, okay, guys, we got we to gotta bring it. <clears throat> we got to bring it. And I hope they do. I'm pulling for them. I want to see the competition because anybody who wants one, you know, a monopoly in the gaming industry is a fool or a monopoly in any industry is a fool because competition breeds innovation and all that stuff. Obviously. I mean, I can't believe I had to say that. It's so obvious. So we will see. Uh, and uh, that's it. Um, if I were to grade these, I sort of did that last minute. I'd probably give it a B. I'd probably give it a B, this press conference. What's not an epic win? Okay, go back and watch true epic wins in so in, uh, in E3 presentations, right? And epic losses. But it's good. It would be Microsoft. I'd probably give like a C minus their conference. Um, you know, but they're, they're actually going to, the next one, they're going to bring out some stuff, I think, because they got, they got Halo. They still have not showed Halo. Much of at all of Halo. And obviously, that's going to be a big one. So anyway, I think that's it. That's an episode of the podcast. Thanks, you guys, for listening on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you're at. I appreciate it. Again, this is sort of something that I'm doing occasionally. Make sure to check out my YouTube and Twitch. That's where I put the most effort into it for sure. Um, yeah, edited videos, game reviews, uh, a lot of fun stuff. So. I'll see you on the next Captain Spanx Bare Bones podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.